heard you work for Santa. I got a message for him. Tell him Riley said I'll be waiting for his ass next Christmas. And that better pay what he owes. Can you give at Marks with Mike's podcast a shout out? Shout out! Hey yo! What am I doing? Are you kidding me? The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again to another episode of Mars and Mice. You already know who it is by the sound of my voice. That's right, it's your boy, Six with Nine, JT, back in this piece. Once again, and of course, I'm looking with my co-host, L. Cheech. Yo, yo, what's going on? Got a big one. Got a lion in the jungle, in these concrete jungles. Yeah, y'all gonna love this one. Well... As you know, like we try to do every single time we come to y'all, we try to drop y'all off with an exclusive. And today is just the same. This is an exclusive interview. First and foremost, I definitely just have to go ahead and welcome to the show, East Sight, East Cleveland's own. What's going on? First of all, I got to say this. Definitely holding down right now, not only for the culture inside ROH, representing Shane. The CEO. The CEO. CEO. Let's get it right. The CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions. None other than Shane Taylor. Taylor. What's going on? What up, boys? I appreciate that. And you goddamn right, man. You got to start out with these interviews. You got to start out getting the introduction right, first and foremost. You know what I mean? There's so many people that just come in like, hey, it's Shane Taylor. I'm like, no, no, no. Start it again. You know what I mean? CEO. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like, like Jay-Z said, every deal I ever made says president on it. You know what I mean? So um, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Man, bars right there, bars. So <laughs> definitely, you know, a lot of respect going out to you, especially with the groundwork that you're doing currently in Ring of Honor right now, uh, bringing up this stable. Uh, but let's start off with you as a person. First of all, let the people know where you're from. Obviously, we done said it a few times, but let them know where you're from hey. and let them know where the east side. Listen, like the saying goes, you're either from Cleveland or you're not. You know what I mean? So east side, Cleveland, born and raised. Um, right there down the way, East 35th and Central. Um, for people that don't know uh, what that's about, you really don't want to. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. Um, grew up kind of rough, as any as anybody from the land knows. They know what they know what's involved: the drugs, the gangs, the violence, the death. Um, all of those things can be uh, huge deterrents to success. They can put you in a position where you feel you have no other options, you have no other choice but to. Um, continue to play by the rules of this crooked game that we're in you know what I mean but um, fortunately I was able to have the right people around me at the very right times um, to guide me on the path that I'm on and the only thing that I can do now is take the opportunity that they've given me um, and try to and try to make the most of it yeah that, that's great and the fact that um you know some hard times so you know you from the land west side east side don't matter if you make it here, you know what I'm saying, and and um, it, it determines, you know, what I mean, how much you could let, you know, pawn me, how much shit you could take in this in life, you know what I mean? It it, it builds you up, you know what I mean? But going to from that, um, so how how do you got into uh, professional wrestling, and you know, talk about your early days and on the trainers, um. My early days of professional wrestling, as far as like being a fan, I, I would go to the shows with with my dad. Uh, we went to the Ridge, the Richfield Coliseum back in the day, um, and that's when I first sort of saw the environment that pro wrestling had, and seeing Kerry Von Erich versus the Warlord, which wasn't a you know standout crazy match when you think about the inspirations that people have, but to see them go to a double count out and watch the whole building absolutely lose their mind they're throwing hot dogs popcorn drinks the whole nine and it was like yo whatever it is they're doing that pissed off this whole building full of people i want to do 
uh, uh, I'm antagonistic by nature. Maybe it's the Cleveland to me. I don't know. Uh, but uh, once I saw that, I was absolutely, I was absolutely hooked. And fast forward a few decades, um, leaving college, you know what I mean? Uh, sports background there, football, wrestling. Uh, decided to try my hand at this. Uh, got involved with a guy by the name of Ray Rowe, who is Eric of Viking Raider fame on Monday Night Raw, former tag no, champion. For me, the war machine. They're always going to be the war machine, Listen, man. I, I, get it. <laughs> I get it. But like Ray will uh, tell you, like, like like Ray will tell you, the checks clear as Viking Raiders. So that's <laughs> <what we> got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice it. <laughs> the checks clear is that name, so that's what we're going with. Um, all the rest of it. Eh, you know what I mean? So, um, and a guy by the name of J-Rock, a.k.a. Jerry Myers, give it up one time. So, um, they set me on my path. They took me with them up and down the roads. Every piece of information that they had, they, they gave to me. Uh, still do to this day. I just talked with Ray, you know, two minutes before I came on here. You know what I mean? So, um, they, gave, they gave me an incredible foundation to... Uh, start this career of mine to to continue down it and now I get to pass some of the things on that I learned from them on my guys and just uh, come full circle with it oh yeah for sure man I mean definitely man you, you mentioned the names like J-Rock you know who I think is still currently active well oh, for sure he's never going to retire no 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 I got the, I got the chance to see him do a couple of things at uh, RSW as well, but uh, you know, get, getting trained down here. Cause now, which which school did you train at? Uh, when I was training, there was a promotion called Firestorm Pro Wrestling, and that's where I got my training at. Uh, it's, it's not around now, uh, but you know, you had everybody there uh, from the Morty Rackhams of the world. You know. Uh, Michael Hutters of the world were there and a lot of them trained at Cleveland All Pro, you know, with JT and some other guys. So um, I I came in at a very uh, at a very split time when it comes to the Cleveland independent scene. Uh, there was like the whole thing with Firestorm and AIW. Uh, and I was I came in on the Ray Rose side of that, still on the Ray Rose side of that. Uh, so that I'm a very loyal person. So that's where my loyalties lie. Uh, and yeah. And when, once we started there, there was just no going back. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, so tell me, so tell me about, about the day that you found out that you had gained a Ring of Honor contract. Um, I remember it's like the end of 2015, Around that time, me and Keith had been doing a bunch of stuff. I had been doing single stuff, but we were really starting to get on a roll. And I, I, I remember getting the email, printing it out, and just sitting with it for about 10 minutes, not signing anything, just looking at it, holding it, just taking the moment in, you know, and I was talking to Ray at the time and you know, and he told me the same thing. He was like, look, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who go into this craft, into this profession, trying to get what you are now holding in your hands. Um, so he's like, understand what that means. Understand the work you have to put in, understand the work that you've already done, you know, to get to this position. Um, and it's just getting started. You know what I mean? So I, I am living the dreams, you know, of people all across the world right now. So uh, I am very fortunate to be in this in this spot. But I know that the work's not done even 14 years into this game. You know, you, you still feel like there's just so much more to accomplish. There's so much more work to be done. Um, and I will continue to do that and continue to try to open up the doors for not only my peers, but the generations coming after me uh, that I think some of the generation before me forgot to keep open. Mm. Preach. Well said. Yeah. And um, that's big because, you know, representation, especially nowadays, is, is huge. And to some people, they don't, like, gather, you know, how much, 
it means, you know, but, you know, you, you made your own path, you know, and um, you kept grinding. Now it's like, let's say, you always been top dog in this Cleveland boy's eyes, but, <laughs> you know, now, now they're giving you that shine. And by the way, before I forget, Kenny King, but, you know, <laughs> we'll talk about that a little time. No, right. but, um, um, yeah, and, and for people that don't see it or don't understand the importance, I think a lot of that is lost on them because they are used to being the default norm. They are used to seeing people like them on screen everywhere, doing everything. So when it's your norm, it doesn't seem as though it's special. It doesn't seem as though it's important because that's just everyday life. And what I would do is I would ask them and challenge them to switch perspectives. And if that wasn't the norm, how would they see it? You know what I mean? How, how would they react? How would they feel about somebody looking like them accomplishing something great and not simply just being the stereotype of what they are supposed to be, but to be doing something that is um, that people can support and be proud of and be happy about and uplifting um it doesn't necessarily mean they have to be you know a model person to do it it just means they have to be the one you know to to be able to show people hey this is possible um and we're starting to see that change come in professional wrestling and it's it, it's a breath of fresh air you know what i mean because not everybody has to be the same five characters not everybody has to do the same thing not everybody has to be a caricature of black culture not everybody has to be you know the shuckers and jivers or the angry black guy or the you know or the dancers or the you know teddy bears like you can go out create a unique persona create a unique um I, I idea for yourself really flush out who and what it is you want to be and and go be that you know and i and i think that it's a the steps that we've been making the progress that we've been making is long overdue and it's good to see Amen. Amen to that. Hey, JT, what's... Yo, you preaching right now, bro. You definitely preaching because when you look when you look through wrestling, period, for, you know, minorities, particularly, it's the same characters. Right. And, and you know, yeah. each, each, each person that plays a character puts their spin on it, but mm. they... It's almost like it's almost like going going to McDonald's and them telling you, "Oh, we we just improved the Big Mac. Check this out. We're using real meat." Like you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like you know right. now the Big Mac with pickles. Now the Big Mac <laughs> with two pickles. Now the Big yeah. Mac with three pickles. Oh, it's crazy! Like it's the same it's fucking the, sandwich. <laughs> it's the same sandwich, which is why yeah, iPhone, you know, all that shit. Right. Hey, hold on, bro. Chill out with the iPhone slander, bro. Oh, my hey. bad. Oh, bad. Chill out, bro. I'm talking about, listen, nah, bro. Nah, I'm with you, bro. It's all about the Android. Listen. Oh, where we're from. Listen. Where we're from, right? We know what hustlers look like, okay? How an entire company convinced the world to buy phones that cost more than people's car payments, probably two, three times what a car payment is, and doesn't function for that price, doesn't do half the shit that they say that it's supposed to do. You don't even have a phone jack, a headphone in your shit. The signal is trash. It's absolutely ridiculous as to how people have hustled an entire worldwide population. I can't even be mad because they did it because people yeah. bought it. So I can't be mad, but you just gotta understand what the hustle is and you know, give give respect for them being able to do it. But you will not catch me with an iPhone. You will not catch me doing any of that foolishness because oh. why? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean. So let me get this right. So I'm about to get jumped on my own show about my iPhone. All right, cool. Yeah. Cool. It's cool. I mean, everybody. I'm gonna bite the ankle. Listen, I mean, to each their own, right? I'll yeah. never judge anybody for their choices, but couldn't be me and my money. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Wouldn't let it happen to me, though. Wouldn't let it happen like... to me, though. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. So, 
So look, man, I'm definitely, I'm definitely seeing that everything that you're doing, man. I mean, let's let's talk about this Shane Taylor promotion because the very mm-hmm. first person I had on from Shane Taylor Promotions was my boy Rev Ron Hunt, right? And what when I tell you, man, dude is not only just solid, talented, um, talented as fuck, <laughs> right? And also, man, his mind. You got a beautiful mind, man. The, the way the mm. way the, the way he thinks. So tell me, so so tell me how all this started. You know, Rev Run and all the, the all the pieces falling into place till now. <sighs> Planning, you know what I mean. Like uh, s- synergy is a vital piece of any team, and in order, like like you always hear about coaches saying, you know, everybody's got to buy in to the team being successful if 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 you want to win a championship everybody's got to buy in right with with Shane Taylor promotions you know i stress that none that none of these guys work for me this is i am the face of the team i'm the captain of the team and without my guys i can't be successful and i am leading this team to where i want them to go which is championships championships success money the ability to um have have our fans our culture people that follow us be able to be proud of what we're doing be proud that we're representing ourselves the right way be able to set them up financially to help end cycles to be able to um, change not only their families situations but other people around them to be able to help change their communities that's what this is Um, this is not something that we want to try to just be the flavor of the month or the internet, you know, you know, the internet popular group of the week. This is a long-term plan. You know, when you listen to guys like Jidenna and they talk about a hundred year plan in their rhymes, that's what this is. This is the long game. I'm not here to sprint. This is a marathon. So um, what, what this was and what this is, is us taking our careers, our names, our likenesses, our images, everything that we do into our our own hands. And in situations like with professional wrestling, it is not always the most skilled or whoever is the best that is presented in that light. So what we decided to do was, hey, we know who we are. We know what our skill sets are. We know we're the best. If you don't want to promote us as that, we'll do it ourselves. No one's going to believe in you more than you. No, no one's going to hype you or gas you up more than you because you are the one that is with you every day, putting the work in so you know what you are capable of. Um, and in talking to Ron Hunt, we had the same we had the same mentality. We had the same vision. Same with Conan Moses. Same with O'Shea Edwards. Everybody sees how this game is and they want to change it and they want to shape the way that people view it. Um change the perspective change the narrative change the idea of what a star can be who a star can be what a star can look like how a star walks talks carries themselves um and for us there is no bigger compliment there is no no bigger satisfaction than having people message us and tell us hey you know you guys are the reason we watch Ring of Honor or you guys are the reason that I came back to professional wrestling because you understand you represent us and you do it correctly. Um, And this isn't about, you know, placating or anything else like that. This is simply giving people what they have been dying to see for decades. And that is um, strong, intelligent, articulate, powerful black men and women standing on a stage with their peers telling them and telling the rest of the world we are not second to you we are just as good if not better um and we will continue to prove that day in and day out and y'all y'all have been doing that man i mean just just looking at the pieces gathered together and then recently see, seeing the action figures that were made for y'all i was like yo that's that's legendary you know someone some, someone taking themselves out someone taking their time out to do that themselves and it's it's all it's almost like an it's almost like to a point you are forever um 
immortalized in a sense. You know, you you you're on the whole action figure. You know, yeah. And uh, people don't get. I was that. gonna say, JT, with, with this stuff, you know, what I mean, as we saw the other place, there was some nice faction, the best thing going, and they got rid of it. So you know, what I mean, it's hard to actually keep something like going, and especially like that organics, the synergy that they have. You know what I mean? It's and like he said, it's a marathon, so I like marinate. But mm -hmm. man, that's 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 the you know one of the best shit popping over there in Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? And Ring of Honor been doing their thing. Salute to them throughout the Absolutely. whole pandemic. They everybody, Absolutely. you know what I mean, doing their thing. So salute to all y'all. Five hundred episodes in. I, I mean, mean, look at that. You know what I mean? That's longer. Then I, I think someone gave a stat out like that's longer than ECW and WCW combined as far as like what their Thanks. heyday was. You know what I mean? So to we would be remiss not to uh, to appreciate and and, ce and celebrate the magnitude of that moment. You know what I mean? And what better what better way to cap off that episode than with the Briscoes? fighting each other you know what i mean two of the cornerstones of, of, of roh for the past almost two decades you know and i sent out a tweet the uh other day that said the briscoes have carried us for you know the first 500 episodes of roh tv me and my guys will take care of the re of the next 500 you know what i mean so um that's the goal you know is to be able to put this company on our backs to put our culture our people our fans uh whoever they may be on our back and continue to keep that bar raised and raise it higher um because that's what not only is expected but it's what's demanded from us what's the one what's the one thing you you say that is missing from professional wrestling today mm. intensity and not and not like so much in the matches or effort what i'm talking about is a lot of people watch it to go okay i want to see these guys have a, a great athletic contest cool i'm here to fucking fight people man like <laughs> i want i want big fight feels i like the amount of attention that the jake paul fight just got that's what professional wrestling should have every single time Real every talk. single time i don't understand how other people are doing what we do better than us it makes no sense you know You're right so for me that's what i want i want people to be talking about yo fuck the star rating fuck this fuck that i want to see them go out there and throw hands i want to see someone beat the hell out of the other person no matter who it is men women however you identify yourself like that is that is the goal this is supposed to be simulated combat then let's go let's let's get to the combat you know what i'm saying let's let's really let's really see who the biggest who the baddest who the best are um and that's been my whole thing um uh, is you know when i call myself the the baddest of all time doesn't necessarily mean that i i hit the hardest or i'm the strongest or um you know anything like that what what that means is i am willing to go further and farther to get the job done than anybody else is every single, every single night you you know they talk about the you know uh the old saying it's not the size of the dog in in the fight but it's the size of the fight and the dog well the problem is you have one of the biggest dogs in the fight that is willing to put up the biggest fight you see what i'm saying so um win lose or draw it doesn't matter i am going to make sure that everything i have is left in in that ring and even if you managed to beat me you will not feel like you won <laughs> and it won't look like you won either <laughs> you gonna catch these hands bucko no hey. nah. <laughs> <laughs> night night i think i, I think uh and, and you, you are like especially what you know what's going on you know with jake paul I, if you if you call that boxing hey 
So, so, so. That's so, basura. Hey, you know listen, listen, listen. I, I will say, and you are talking to a guy who is a boxing purist. I love the sport of boxing, right? This is the thing that I don't understand, though. And this is what a lot of people miss. You can talk about the purity of it. You you can talk about the blood and guts, guys. You can talk about what's real and what's not and what's respectable and what's not. But at the end of the day, if you are critiquing these people, these athletes, but you're not buying the, the, the fights at full price, if you are not supporting the sport the way you talk about you do, then you are the reason stuff like this exists because your respect mm. doesn't pay their bills your mm. admiration for them doesn't pay their bills your acknowledgement of them doing things the right way doesn't put food on their table or put their kids through school you know what does the gate ticket sales pay-per-view buys that's what makes things go so if you are sitting here saying, well, I love boxing and that's not boxing, but you haven't bought a fight since 97. Shut up. <laughs> you shut up. Tyson's Tyson. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like you are you are the reason things like this exist, because this is what generates the money. This is what generates the views. And if you want stuff like that to stop, then you have to go support the real. It's the, real. Thing, it's the same thing that I say in wrestling. You can dislike a company, you can dislike whoever, but you not watching it doesn't help shit. It doesn't help anything. You going out, watching it, making sure the segments of the people that you support go up, you make sure that viewership goes up, you make sure you're buying their merch off the racks, that is what makes people notice. That is what changes things because people then see money in it. They see the opportunity and the value in it for them to make this stuff happen. People will not just do it because it's the right thing to do. That's not how business works. It should be, but it's not. This is a money-based business. So you want to continue to see things like this happen. You want to continue to see this progress go forward. You have to spend the money and show the support to make it happen. That is how this whole thing is going to continue to go. Um, and I wish more people understood that as opposed to just saying, oh, well, they're not doing what I want, so I'm not watching. Wrong. You not watching only gives them the excuse to continue to do it. But if the, all the numbers are there, the merch is there, all these things are moving, everything is where it's supposed to be, they have no choice then but to give you what you want to see. This is a consumer-based sport. Stop market. <laughs> Thanks. It, it, it's, it's the same. No, but you're right. That's the same thing. It's... That's what this is. If everybody said, yo, we are going to, we'll just use, for example, uh, going. right, okay. not, right. So if everybody said, yo, tomorrow we are making, we are making sure every single time Naomi's on TV, we're watching every single thing that comes out, we're buying every single thing she does. We want to make sure the views hit viral, nut, hit, 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 hit viral status every single time that happened. There'd be no, she'd be the champion next week. <laughs> Real talk. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that is that is what that is what this is. So uh, that's that's my my advice to everybody. You know what I mean? That's like, well, you know, how come this doesn't happen? This is why. You, this is the, you you have to put in the you have to put in the the support the monetary gain for people to see this stuff happen. And then you'll continue to get the success that we've had. Boom. So real quick, if you so if you're booking yourself in a fatal four way match, who yeah. who would be those three competitors that you're going up against in a fatal four way? Is this current people or of all time? All time. It, 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 don't, it okay. don't even matter. It's whatever. This this is your card. You booking yourself. Fatal four way. It is me. Versus Ray Rowe versus Keith Lee versus <laughs> Stan Hansen. Oh, 
And we're just going to see who the last person standing is. Ooh, okay. man, that's going to be a slobber knocker. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Oh. I'm, I'm Okay, I can feel that one. I can definitely feel that. All right. Hey, about the, um, I was gonna ask you your, your theme song. How did that come about? Lion in the jungle. You know, it's fitting. The um, I I had a, a song by Montezzi Moore called Different, and it talked about uh, the fact that I am overlooked, that I go against the grain, that I am more than just what I am more than what a lot of people feel as though a champion could be or should be. Um, and one thing that I love to do is tell stories, especially as I evolve, not only in my career, but as I, but as I evolve mentally, um, because if you see the same world at 20 that you do at 50, then you wasted 30 years. You know what I mean? So um, I, I, I continue to not only tell my evolution through how I perform through the way I speak, the way I conduct myself, but through my music. Um, and with this, it is no longer talking about me being under underrated. I, I think people know who I am. I, I think they understand how good I am, what I bring to the table. And now it's asserting that dominance to go, not only do you know that I'm here, but you know, I'm the baddest dude here. Um, and not only, not only that, I know I'm the baddest dude here. Um, and so now it's accepting that role, having that confidence and being able to go out there, um, and be the leader, be the champion, be the person, be the father man, um, that I wanted to be, that I know that I can be, um, it's all about reaching that potential, um, and delivering on that, you know what I mean? Because, uh, all the potential in the world is great, but if you don't live up to it, then it means nothing. Right, so uh, now it is about living up to that potential. And the thing, you know, the thing is about it, man. You know, to have it and not use it is um, is definitely a waste. You know, like Absolutely. my like my my pop gets on me sometimes. Like he says, "Oh man, are you still playing keyboard?" I'm like, "No, nah, I haven't picked up a keyboard since 2011." And you right. know. You know, that's that's a natural gift I got. Like I never, never took a lesson more more than a week. I, I played by ear. Haven't, right. haven't made a beat since 2011. So in a sense, I'm wasting my God given talent. But eventually, mm -hmm. I'm about to kick myself back back on on that horse. But uh, so going going a little bit more further further on in, in uh, your career and just moving on from the wrestling aspect of you. Okay, I gotta know real quick. You spoke about music. Who are your top five artists currently, right now in the game? Right now in the game? Oh, that's tough because I really don't follow a lot of stuff currently, and it's not and it's not one one of those things where like, oh, you're just stuck in the past. I'm a big person when it comes to lyrics and messaging. Right, because that's, that's, what, that's what hip hop was based off of. It was a way to get people out of doing violent things and settling things differently. Um, so for me, if everything that you're talking about only consists of money, hoes, drugs, and spending your money, we I, there's nothing I can relate about that to myself and to my life. Right, so um, I'm I, I am past that point mentally. I am past that point um as a person uh so um because he's still, because he's still uh, doing music i i feel as though i can toss jay-z in there um i can toss in machine gun kelly uh yeah it it, it, it it's a cleveland bias but he's he's good at what he does we'll accept that, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah what about conway I, I I have not I have not kept up on a lot of it, so a lot of these names will be new to me. Um, but if we're talking, you know, lyricist, then you've got to go, you know, Kendrick. You got to go, J. Cole. You've got to go, um, guys like Hobson. You know what I mean? 
Um, and of course, my greatest of all time, rest in peace, the dog, DMX, uh, grew up listening to damn near everything that he that he put out. And I probably shouldn't have at, at that age, you know what I mean? But man, you talk about range, depth, the, the ability to... The message. Bro, the, the ability to make you cry on one song about his grandmother. And then the very next song, he talks about, you know, I fuck, I, I fucked a corpse. And you're like, whoa! Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the jump, you're like, holy shit. You know what I mean? But man he he could do it all you know what i mean so um the goal is to be as diverse as well-rounded as and have as much range and as much skill in my craft as he did in his you know what i mean yeah man i definitely was saying that man dmx i i got put on the x but by my homeboy uh jason he's some uh He's from Brooklyn, born and raised, and he moved down to Florida, which is where I'm originally from. And he was like, yo, you, you heard about DMX? He, he showed me the album because I was like, no, nah, bro, I ain't never heard of this, but I can't bring this in my house because, you know, I grew, I grew up in a Christian household. Like, right. You know, I was so, you know, just even looking at the album because I was like, no, nah, I can't bring this inside my mama's house. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, right. but uh, but you know, I, I ended up getting put on. You know, just listening to like his storytelling is so detailed. Like, you know, yeah, like a, 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 don't don't get me uh, wrong here. Like a lot of this music now, and it's not to knock anybody. It's like you can back then you can close your eyes, play the album, and picture the exact story they were telling. Right now, nowadays, you know, it's more so hooks. And, and everybody sounds the same right i i can't different like if i listen to them i could try to separate them but at first listen at first glance like 90 percent of the guys sound the same so i don't know who's doing what which song is by who the names are similar you know what i mean so uh <laughs> I, I i just get lost in you know what i mean like it doesn't feel like anybody is really unique you know what I mean? Whereas I feel like years ago, everyone had their own unique style, unique personality uh, that, that made that made you want to go out and see them. You know what I mean? But now I feel like everybody kind of sounds similar. That's true, though. Everyone kind of everyone's using auto tune for some reason. I blame T Pain, but it's cool. Uh, I mean, listen, T.T. Payne did his thing. He didn't make everybody else try to jock his shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Everybody just hopped on it. <laughs> everybody was just like, hey, this is what made cash. And he was like, I guess. But that's that that only to me, that only shows that's only a testament to his greatness. You know, what I mean, to where people said, oh, damn, w w whatever he's doing is going to set the trend for the next 15 to 20 years. So you know let's let's do that so props to him for changing the whole game you know what i mean whether or not it was changed for the better i don't know but he can only control what he does whatever else happens outside of that happens exactly and i've been rocking yeah. with t-pain since the uh since, since the nappy heads like you know going 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 back to robbery you know what right I'm saying? So, you know so that's a that's a tallahassee you know Legend, Florida legend. Go ahead, Cheech. No, um, but I, I, I was gonna say about the, 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 the music, like, um, like Bone Thugs, you know, mm -hmm. back in the day and stuff like that. But the fact that, you know, like you say, it's a biased thing, you know, the fact that they were from Cleveland, like, you know. Well, yeah, but, but Bone is but Bone is a legendary group in their own right. You know what I mean? Like that. Let, let's let's not let's not have anybody listening thinking I'm just putting people in in here because they're from Cleveland. Okay. It's just the fact okay. that them being from Cleveland just happens to help. But they're already, you know, the very best at what they do, regardless of that point. Um, that that just allows me to connect with them on an even deeper level because I know what it took for them to be able to be successful, not only in the city, but out of it. Um, so that's, that's why I give props to a guy like Machine Gun Kelly 
or or the bone thugs because i know what it takes to be successful from the city you know what i mean and if we're being honest a lot of people are going to be mad but he beat Eminem in that fucking in that song battle, bro. He did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, this is the thing. This is the thing, right? Eminem, I equate to Tyson later on in his career, right? People were so hungry to see him do what he used to do that any sort of inkling that that's what he was back on got hyped up so much. But if you really sat down and look and listen to what they said, right? MGK said, okay, I get it. You have more money than me. You are more famous than, than me. We get this. You inspired me to do what I do. I understand. But what you did was corny on two counts because you tried to stop me from getting money and you went on and you're talking shit now six years after the fact of what you said you were pissed off about if that's the case you should have just addressed it then right that's essentially the crux of the whole of the whole statement and then eminem came in and, and talked about i'm more famous than you i have more money than you i you know one called it in under scope and you're swayze like okay you said it in a funny way but you just repeated what he just said damn near word for word so it's like ah eh. you know what i mean you didn't really bring anything to this point. <laughs> right that was new information you didn't say anything that was like oh shit he got him yes you're funny yes you're quick-witted yes you are one of the greatest of all time at doing this but you didn't like you just admitted to what he said you did and if this was old eminem old eminem would have called you corny for what for what you did you see what i'm saying because why would you then try to stop someone else from making money you see what i'm saying like nah you don't never stop nobody uh cash exactly for exactly you went from being the underdog to the franchise you see what i'm saying so th that's why i say mgk1 regardless of how people want to spin it facts are facts and you know the words are uh -huh. what they are right well, well I but my, 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 like the thing that I was gonna ask you, I forgot. It was like uh, before I forget. It was pretty much um, this it kind of switching it up a little bit. The uh, the state of the business, you know, the wrestling business. How, how how do you feel like seeing it from the inside? But like how is helping so many of your colleagues, you know, have opportunities when one door closes, another one open, and all the streaming services, like that, um, the Honor Club. It's, it's big, you know what I mean? Like, it's getting bigger. We saw, I think, MLW going to Vice TV, supposedly right. coming up. So, how, what's your thoughts? I mean, listen, I am all for any and every opportunity for the people doing this to make money. You know what I mean? So, the, the, the fact that we're getting to a point where wrestling is going to these different platforms that just means more opportunities for people to be successful to make money to feed their families more people to get jobs and i'm all for it to be a small part of that um to be a small part of the the reason for that on my end feels amazing um and i and i love the fact that people look to me for advice or look at me to uh, see what I'm going to say about things that my voice um, carries weight in in this game to a to an extent, um, I'm I, I'm extremely proud of that, and I am very cognizant of the fact that I am in this position for a reason, um, and I and I make sure I understand that, and I and I use that with the utmost responsibility. Uh, because we, we we've seen people have their platform to kind of do wild shit you know what i mean so uh the goal is to be able to use this uh to the best of my ability and use this in the most positive way possible for not only my fans not only for the companies that i'm involved in but for the culture as well to be able to have to be able to have that um and um be and, and, and be, be be grateful uh, uh, that someone is is doing things the way that they should be done.
Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So I guess here's here's where I come in with the last two questions here. I asked you earlier about music. Now I got to talk about, okay, TV streaming shows, things that you watch. So to you and your opinion right now, what are some of the dopest shows on TV? Just give me three. Jeez. Uh, I don't watch that much TV. Uh, I think the I, I, I can go with the last ones I watched. Um, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy was up there. That was super dope, especially, with my, especially with my dad being in an MC. Um, a lot of that stuff was just like, okay. It was very, very relatable. Um, the characters were in, incredible. Charlie Hunnam is, is, is Jax. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the dude that played Opie, dope. Uh, got same, same dude played Gary Bertier in Remember the Titans, also dope. You know what I mean? Like, he's been killing it in everything that I've seen him do. Um, Cutthroat Kitchen. I don't know if anybody watches cooking shows, but man, you talk okay. about Cutthroat Kitchen. Essentially, the premise is it's a cooking show that you get to fuck with the other people on, on how they make their what? food, right? Bro. <laughs> listen, listen. So... So let's so let's say the three of us have to cook this thing, right? Now you've got judges. They their only job is to taste the food. They don't give a shit what happened. They don't care <laughs> how how you got sabotaged. They don't care. The only thing is, did you make it taste the best? That's it. But imagine all three of us are have to cook pancakes, right? But I buy this sabotage that says that you now have to cook everything in aluminum foil. Damn. Shit, like, shit like that makes this show incredible because you see people get sabotaged you you can see it in their face when they're like all right motherfucker like <laughs> right you i've seen wow. people have to cook gourmet meals and on, on like an easy bake oven like bro it is the wildest <laughs> shit to see wow. and just oh you you gotta watch it you gotta watch it um cutthroat kitchen um Super dope. And then, um, man, I gotta say, and I know I know it's been off for a while, but I'm a huge fan of the Boondocks, the cartoon, the Boondocks. Oh, we talked about coming back. Hey, listen, and, I, and I'm nervous because in, in today's world, I don't know how it's gonna hit. You know what I mean? Ooh. But I also feel like it's sort of like The Simpsons or South Park, right? Where they go, hey, look, we're gonna say some wild shit. But we hit everybody with the wild shit, so nobody can really be that upset because we hit everybody. You know what I mean? So fair is fair. You know what I mean? Um, and, and and I hope it's as well received as we all want it to be, and they're as successful with Aaron Magruder coming back as we all hope they are. Yo, it's gonna be on HBO Max. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's gonna be on HBO Max. So that is. They might be able to get away with something. That's yeah, what I'm it's saying. It's on HBO. It's HBO. Exactly. HBO gonna let the boys ride. But real talk. Yeah. So since you bought up, since you bought up the Boondocks, one of my favorite shows, hands down. Period. I gotta know. Uncle oh, Rockets. <laughs> man, man, look. Rank, <laughs> I want you to rank these moments from the Boondocks. One, two, and three. Okay. Okay, the episode, the the episode where where Uncle Ruckus found out he was black. Mm -hmm. That's one. Uh, number two, the the first episode, which to me was one of my favorites, Garden Party. Okay, the Garden Party, and I want you to rank the uh, Xbox Killer. Okay. It would be thanks delicious. It, listen, there, I, I was getting ready to say that's not my top three. That's your top three, cool, but that's not my no, no, top no, three. no. That's that's not my. Them just the ones that came off the top of my head. Now you know bro. I got you know the whole series, bro. We can go right. down the list, bro. Listen, oh, yeah. I mean for for that one, I would have to say Xbox Killer, Garden Party, and then the Uncle Ruggus one, one, two, three, uh, with, with with one being the best. But if it's my personal three favorites. 
Go ahead. Uh, you are talking about number one, the Santa Stalker, is my absolute <laughs> favorite episode. Uh, my absolute favorite episode. Then the Gangstalicious series. Then oh the, my God. Then the <laughs> Magnificent series, in that order. Um, Magnificent. Bro, listen, but the Santa Stalker, bro. Listen, that last line he hit Ruckus with was like, hey, I heard you work for Santa. Tell him <laughs> Riley said I'm going to see his ass next Christmas. And he going to pay what he owes. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the coldness of it all. For a seven-year-old or however old he is to just be like, nah, G, I want everything you promised me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, and, and to think the voices. Who was doing the voices? You Regina. know what I mean? King, bro. Listen, he's out here crushing the game. It's oh my not God. absolutely crushing it. You know what I mean? So major shout out to her for everything she's coming she's back. Doing. I, I have no idea. I, I have no idea. I don't see how you do it without her. Exactly. So she's coming back. Oh, she would, okay. She would absolutely okay. have to. There's hope. <laughs> Absolutely. But boys, I gotta go. I'm already rock. I'm already late. But thank you so much for this. Um, thank you again. Pleasure. Um, and keep doing what you guys do, yeah. All right, we appreciate you. All right, for sure. the promotions. All day. Thank you. You have reached the Freeman residence. If this is a lovely cutie pie, please leave a message. Everybody else would just hang up right now because I'm not interested. Come on, Robert, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. I know you there in hiding. I seen you on the news getting your black ass whooped by that blind old monkey. That's why they shouldn't let niggas go shopping. Call me back. Don't you walk away from this answer machine.